I'm Marisol. And I'm Adam. Welcome to Reading Aloud, a podcast where Adam and I get curious about meaningful and not so meaningful topics. Meanwhile, giving you insight into what we talk about, why we talk about it, and how we talk about it. Be on the lookout for a new release of this podcast every other Thursday. So my favorite part of this podcast app is that we can podcast from bed, right before bed. So we're laying in our bed right now. You might be hearing our dog licking. She's lying between us. Yes. She's keeping me warm. She's keeping me because it's freezing. (laughs) Um, And we were just sitting together in the bathroom while I was taking a bath and Adam was reading to me and I had a question that came up in my mind. So I said, hey, let's record a podcast. And the question is, I'll give a little bit of context, because you grew up, so you you can tell us more, but you grew up in a home, Catholic mom, um, agnostic dad, and you and I talk about God a lot. So mm-hmm. I'm having an issue at work today, and you were like, let's pray about it. Then we are drinking our tea, and there's like just sort of synchronistically answers on the tea bag, which is super cliche, but both of them just so happen to be about healthy communication, which is the issue that I'm having at work. Um, and you just casually say, that's why you got it. What did you say? Talk to God about it or something. Like, what did I say? I said, um, you said, that's why you've got to, that's why you got to keep talking to God. Yeah. Just stay in communication. Yeah. Like communicating through God, something like that. Yeah. So my question is what, when did you get this God? Like the one that you're talking about talking to, like, you know, I always knew that you had a relationship with nature that was your spiritual experience. Uh-huh. But then you talk about God. I'm like, you talk about God more than I talk about God. And I always had God. God. <laughs> <laughs> so your question, to clarify, is when did I start to incorporate or like just kind of like talk about God more because I think for me my um my relationship with God hasn't really changed um for a very long time like the what I believe um in terms of spirituality and how God incorporates into that really hasn't hasn't shifted much from when from a time in which I really grew into myself, which for me was like 18, 19, when I was, you know, my like spirituality was really opening up and I was really connecting with different types of religions and different types of ways to connecting spiritually to the world. The, the, the foundational ideas that like, I think kind of set me there are still roughly, um, deepened, sure, but still roughly kind of what I feel. I think the, the specific, but I, you're right in that, like, I haven't always used the God language. And I think part of that has been a more recent development of, say, the last five, six years. Um, And I think the question really came out of, do you, like, when did you decide to start 
using prayer as an active way of connecting with God. Like that's such a traditional idea. Like I'm going to pray, have a conversation with God. And I know that your idea of God is loose and all encompassing and probably not what a lot of traditions would claim. So, but it is, it is, it's like, sometimes it catches me off guard because I'm like, you're, you're devout. (laughs) (laughs) I think I've just, I think recently prayer for me has just been a great new avenue to explore, um, connecting with a, with a higher power, connecting with something divine, um, a way to, and I've actually really enjoyed it within our relationship. Like it's a great way. Because when I'm going on and on and on and on and you're like, like, let's pray. And then you know that's going to get me. Prayer time. Because you know that that's going to... Then I dance around in my parachute pants. Anyway. Prayer, like hammer. Got yeah. it. Um, because you know that that's actually a really... That like is like a trump card. Not Donald. Fuck. But it is a trump card. The trump card. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, um, it's like you know, for me in Apples to Apples, it's Waterfalls. And for you, it's Anne Frank. You know, it's like the Apples to Apples... <laughs> you know, card. The only person, there's like three people that's going to (laughs) know. So side note in apples to apples and Frank and the Holocaust always win for obvious reasons. Every, everybody knows this, that people have their like one card that they're going to go to. Well, that it's they didn't like know a that rule. yours was Anne Frank and mine was waterfalls. No, no, it doesn't matter who plays it on the table. It's not me that I would always pick it. It's literally, if it's played, Everybody needs to understand. Wait, how is that a a rule? Because we made it one. Right, well, you made it one. Yeah, but have you not heard our other friends talking about Anne Frank and the Holocaust? This is spreading. It's 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 spreading. Well, because there's legitimate reason for seven degrees of separation and Kevin Bacon. There, there's a legitimate reason for them to be went. I mean, there's just nothing. Yeah, I think we should pray about it right now. So anyways, back on topic. Um, Yeah. So, okay. So we're talking about prayer and, you know, my bringing it up and relationship to it. And you are right. Like I, I have definitely, I have definitely like called upon prayer more and it has been a more recent newer way again for me to connect with the divine and, and especially in a relationship or, or I have found it's a great way in our relationship. And no, not because, you know, you're freaking out about something. It's, it's not it. But like, you know, we established a connection of praying before meals. And sometimes they're more drawn out. And sometimes we just, you know, snap our fingers and say, bless it. Um, but 99.9% of the time, we will give some sort of signal before we eat. And... um and I think that, you know, I just really began to to like to, it's a gratitude. That's what it is. It's a, it's a, it's a chance to express gratitude to, and talk about that in a way in which, like, especially incorporating my very inclusive, under, like, interpretation of God or higher power, um, in which, like, there is, you're putting it out into the world, like something, it all of it is hearing it, is hearing that gratitude. And, you know, as we know from like abundance practices, 
what what you you know what you're putting out into the world you're also receiving back into you you know um almost like that like an infinity eight you know it's like coming right out from you and then back into you and i guess there's like an underlying feeling of that like it's just wait stop share gratitude wait stop share gratitude and that feels really i'm really grateful for the opportunity to be able to do that Hmm. yeah I think for our listeners... So I think I'd like to share with our listeners just kind of our personal journeys to a relationship with a spirit or God or higher power. And so, okay, so I was raised in a Christian church. And the thing that really stood out to me about that experience was there was a heavy focus on service mm-hmm. like doing for others mm-hmm. um and <laughs> sorry our, i'm laughing because our dog is sleeping right next to us and she has begun to snore so <laughs> uh, oh okay so um okay where was i yeah focus on service oh yeah 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 so like a big focus on service uh so doing for others which is just not not surprising that then I ended up in the field of social work where I ended up uh, with a strong emphasis on service to others. Um, (laughs) Trouser. And, you know, and we just had this, it was a small church and it was just a tight-knit community and it was very much a part of my life growing up. And, you know, I would say that in general, I did not have a strong feeling or connection to the message or sermon it was Mm -hmm. it was much more for me about the people there Mm -hmm. and the honestly just kind of the repetitiveness of going um and so I would say overall I didn't have a bad experience but I don't think I got what a lot of people got out of it or I don't know I have no idea what people got out of it but Mm -hmm. I guess there's always been this theme of like what church and Christian church is supposed to be like. And, you know, and I just was, you know, I just had a fine time. And so, you know, for me that, that kind of started me on this path of, of having a loose interpretation of the meaning of it. So whatever I wanted to get out of it was, was good enough. And I've always had sort of a take what you like and leave the rest mentality about Mm -hmm. things like that. And, um, certainly no question or thought about what other people should or shouldn't be thinking or feeling in those, those spaces. So, Mm -hmm. um, and then when I, when I left, home i i still sought out community spaces where people were practicing spiritually and was initially drawn to a space um which you know for those people who have been to Asheville or know Asheville was jubilee where pretty much everything was celebrated and that really fit for me because i believed that just because you were born a certain way didn't mean that like, I, I don't know, I, I couldn't find myself as separate than other mm-hmm. people and, and the divisions of religion were not, um, they felt, divi- it really felt more divisive than it felt uh, inclusive or together. So, so I just, I appreciated the history and learning about everything and also that, that there wasn't a, there wasn't a one way. 
Mm-hmm. But you like the spiritual aspect and you like the community aspect. Of... Yeah, I was so used to uh-huh. that kind of centering place once a week, that yeah. place, where, the gathering place, the centering place. And it was an opportunity for me to it was a way of creating space. And in, in really our Sundays growing up in my household were just the whole day was a day of centering. We didn't, mm-hmm. we didn't shop. We didn't go out. We didn't see friends. We just, we, I mean, it was lazy Sundays mm-hmm. basically. And we really did practice lazy Sundays. We'd sit in the sun and talk, you know? Um, Sounds it, wonderful. Yeah, I know. I still find myself holding on to that today that I just want lazy Sundays and just a day where I won't schedule anything else because my life is really full. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, so, yeah, you know, I think eventually I just kept seeking spaces like that. Um, and, you know, yeah. And then that led us to, you know, what, where we are now. Yeah, yeah. Lazy right. Sundays. Yeah. Thanks for sharing that. I appreciate that hearing that story again. Yeah, so how about you? You know, I was raised in a small Catholic church um, directly in the Southern Bible Belt. Um, so, you know, even though it was a tri- Christian tradition, um, it, you know, it didn't feel mainstream. It felt... Um, it felt like a little bit more like, I don't know, it just felt different, you know, than than the big Baptist churches that were surrounding everything. And so I think that uniqueness um, and the, the little separation, like, allowed me to have a little bit more open relationship with my my church community and with religion as a whole. You know, I was certainly connected to the community, um, still am, love going to... Uh, Christmas Mass, you know, if when we're back O-L-P-H. there for uh, exactly when we're back there for Christmas. But I think for me, it was it was a lot. Wait, can I tell a side story really quickly? Ooh, yeah, go for go it. Go ahead. No, no, you go ahead. No, no, no. Yeah. I could feel it. Go ahead. Yeah, um, I was just getting to a point. That was the only yeah. reason. Go for um, it. So sorry, back on track. It was um, it was you know going to that going to that church. It was less about like. The community. It was more, in fact, about just like the ritual, which is funny because it's Catholic and it's like the same darn thing every time, right? You do, you say the same things. You sit, you stand, you sit, you stand. Um, you know, actually, one side story. A friend of mine. He was like, I describe Catholic mass like this: sit, stand, sit, stand, power nap, which is <laughs> which is the time when you kneel and and you you know you put your elbows on the front and it's like sit, stand, sit, stand, power nap. Anyway, um, you know, but I actually connected with the ritual as a kid. Like, I actually remember enjoying taking communion and enjoying kind of, like, going through that. And we had a really great priest um, who was an amazing dude um, growing up. And, like, he just really, like, grew our community. And it was it was a good positive experience. But, um, you know, I I wasn't really connected to the religious aspects of it. I was more connected to the ritual aspects of it growing up. Um, and then, you know, I, I certainly gravitated away from that in my teenage years, which I think is fairly typical. Um, maybe not, not always, but you know, without a larger community, I just, I didn't, church wasn't something I was very connected with. And then my spirituality really started to grow, um, in college and, 
um, when I was spending a lot of time in the woods, certainly more like spiritual teachers of, uh, you know, learning about radical feminism, which is like almost like a spirituality, like opening up, learning about nature, learning about Buddhism, learning about like all of these Can new kind of like you huge, for a second. Yeah. This podcast, I mean, you're the like king of the podcast, by the way. Radical feminism. I'm like trailing off being like, and then, and then I did this. And you're like, and then my religion became radical feminism. Oh, no big deal. Well, I, I, I think I say that because there were some, there were some, you know, folks that I looked up to, some, some women that I looked up to when I was being influenced that, you know, really had an impact on me. And, you know, they were, that was kind of their foundation. And it was like, you know, they were some witches and that was like, whoa, like that was where, you know, I kind of learned to hold a ceremony and learn to do that stuff. And, um, I mean, I, yeah, I was just so grateful. And then, then, you know, we kind of talked about it, just continued to grow. And then recently just reconnected with, um, kind of some of those Christian roots, but in a really progressive, open and affirming church. And I think that that would, that kind of understanding of God was then able to be grounded again in my past of, you know, being connected to ritual because going to church actually felt nice and the community felt right and being able to like hold that ritual while also feeling affirmed and open about my like really wide open beliefs about God and then not being not being afraid to say God, not being able to pray. I mean, everything just kind of builds upon everything else. And, you know, that's, in my opinion, the way it should be. I really appreciate um, you sharing that because I, I think that's an important part for me as well of like being able to embrace, what was it called, the book study that we did, the third wave, but it's like it's not the way Christianity was pre-Reformation or post-Reformation, it's this other wave that's showing up now that Church people... Church 3.0. Yeah, that people are starting to tune into where there is less organization, there's less structure and rules, there's there's ritual, but there's not um uh dogma. Dogma. And that there and that people are gathering in um what uh, whatever you call like equal level. Like it's not like there's a person at the pulpit. It's like maybe people take turns being at the pulpit. Or maybe, you know, a non traditional type person would lead a small group and in that you're you're, there's not a hierarchy uh, of power, and I think power is a big piece about religion that is such a turnoff for folks. And <laughs> Charles is snoring again. Um, but I really, you know, and then to think about being reintroduced to the Jesus story and really hearing it for the first time, I think that I can say, you know, being radically kind and some of the stories around Jesus and all the radical ways that, uh, and revolutionary ways that the stories are written about this person, it's like easy to hear. They're easy Mm -hmm. guides. It's not something I feel like I need to argue with. It's just simple stuff, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. And I, I, just to kind of almost round this out, you know, I think that, I think I I just I feel so much of what you're saying in terms of the 
the new ways in which we're we're interacting and relating to kind of the concept of church and i think that that is like you mentioned earlier being connected to the idea of like a still speaking god and that is I think that that's so relevant because things are changing. The way that we're communicating is changing. We're communicating more online now. And there are certainly kind of like waves of that and positives and negatives. But like things shift and change constantly within, especially within the kind of history of humanity, right? Like the way we, the way we consider like, oh, that's old school way to communicate was very, very new age at one point in time. And people were like, this is crazy. Humanity's going to shit because we're communicating like this. But we, we grow and adapt. It like fits the culture and it fits things. And the same is actually true with church, religion, and the way that we connect to a divine power. Mm-hmm. You know, it's very different now. And it's building off old rituals. Without having to dilute it either. Without- yeah, right. Mm-hmm. Totally, totally. A hundred percent. That's a great point. It's a great point. You're not, you know, and there certainly could be probably arguments made on both sides of mm-hmm. that um, and, and the maintaining of cultural traditions. And I, I hear that. But, you know, if we're not flexible and we're not growing and adapting, um, then, I, you know, we are, I think, in almost a threat of 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 losing of 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 people walking away from oh we're not just almost we definitely are that was even that whole point of the book was that that churches are dying because it's not right. fit it doesn't right. fit right right and they're stuck to a place and a location so you know it's like yeah i mean i don't know if i have a prescription for this but it's just the way i feel about it that you know, it, it's, I guess from my perspective, for people listening out there, it's just like, let it be whatever you want it to be, but like, feel like spirituality, religion, whatever you want to call it, however you want to relate to it, um, in my opinion, is a really, really healthy thing for one's life. And, you know, prayer can look in so many different ways. We started this conversation around prayer and my prayer, I begin saying, uh, opening up a prayer by saying like, God, if you want to open up a prayer by saying divine power, spirit, higher power, if you want to open up a prayer by just being silent, you know, so many things are forms of prayer. We've heard folks say like, I, like my prayer is, you know, putting in headphones and listening to music or my prayer is like when I'm like reading a book or checking out, that's and great. Dancing, yeah. yeah. And dancing, that's great. And you know what? Once you open up that avenue of prayer and I'll just call it prayer, then potentially new avenues of prayer will open up and you'll be able to pray in a variety of ways. And I believe that today's spirituality, that today's religion is open to that. Like God is open to that. I had an experience recently where I got to, I was, you know, listening to music in a group of people, people were playing music and just kind of tuning in together. And I remember feeling like every movement was a prayer. Mm. And that was a really new feeling for me. Mm. I don't think I've ever associated so much with prayer. I mean, you know, the context of the group was sort of that it was a prayer ceremony to begin with. And, and so I was like, you know, I guess I had prayer on the brain, but you know, to be able to feel like it was like, turn my head to the left, 
a prayer. Mm. It breathe in a prayer mm. and, and really be connected to everything being a prayer. It changed for me because that way it wasn't so that that way it wasn't so um so much about needing to sit down, bow my head, hold hands, open even open it up in that way like hey God. So I think you're right avenues of prayer open up over time and it's awesome yeah yeah well thanks for asking that question thanks for sharing should we say a quick prayer before we end yeah yeah you gonna do it let's do it yeah i'll say a prayer okay all right we're gonna hold hands god thank you so much for the ability for us to have this conversation and for to share it out into the world. May we continue to cultivate love in our lives and in each other and spread that love throughout the entire universe. Amen. Aho. Aho. Thanks for tuning in and listening as we discuss what is meaningful and curious to us. And don't forget to rate, review, and share with your friends. Bye. Bye.